This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thursday, January 19th, 2023. Grant Paulson, Danny Ruye with you. We are Grant and Danny. This is the fan, Darius Dameron, Ryan Clary. On the production, we are taking you all the way up to 6.30 tonight on the fan you got a chance to win a four-pack of passes to go to the D.C. Auto Show when we blitz at 4 o'clock today. What's up, Danny? How you doing, bud? I'll tell you, last night's Wizards game, we'll spend like 10 seconds on it here. They remind you that this whole thing is so frustrating. They were awesome last night against the pretty decent Knicks team. They went on the road, start to finish, wire to wire, were just better at everything than the Knicks. The Knicks are a great rebounding team. The Wizards were the better rebounding team throughout this one. They were a tough matchup. A three-headed monster scoring the ball. There were no you know, easy covers on their team last night. That was really good. And then you're going, could you do that slightly more often, please? Is it? I know like the excuse, well, not all the guys are healthy. Man, this is the NBA this year. Everybody's sitting out all the damn time. Everyone's always sitting out. Every team's without their star for days, for weeks, on, off again, rest days, this, that, and the other. Everybody's doing the same stuff. The fact that there's, they could be that good and still be fighting it out for that nine spot for the playing stuff boils my blood. It grinds my gears, GP. Back to you. Kyle Kuzma last night, fantastic again. It was excellent. 27 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. How many seconds after the season ends is he going to opt out? Two seconds or four seconds? Chris stops Porzingis, 22-11-5 last night. Beal comes back in a win, gives him 18-4-4 in his 29 minutes. Efficient as hell, too. Yeah, that was that was the good Bradley Beal. That's what you're looking for. They won by 11 at Madison Square Garden, 116-105. to Caps were idle. They played tonight. By the way, we were joning on the little arena that the Coyotes play in. The, it's the Arizona State Arena. Is that arena. what it's called, the Lil Arena? Uh, it's called Mullet Arena. Mulletov Arena. I, I asked you and nicked out. I said, isn't it Mullet Arena? And you guys were like, no, it can't be. It's got to be Mullet Arena. It's legitimately Mullet Arena. Isn't that great? Yeah, actually, it is. I think it's the best. It's, it fits. It's like, is it also dirt for rodeos? There are... There's like 14 chairs to sit in for crowd, <laughs> for, for for people in the stands. If you've ever been to the St. James to watch hockey, you've been in a better venue than the one being used in the NHL by the Coyotes. But the Capitals are there tonight. I don't say this often, and I hope I don't do any kind of jinxing, but I'm just going to say what I need to say right now. Okay. Must win. Get me two points. No excuses. Unacceptable not to beat this team tonight. 14 wins on the season, points in a total of 19 of their games. I was at Capital One Arena 
earlier this year when Arizona somehow came back and beat the Capitals? Never again. Not this group, not this team. Beat the brakes off these dudes tonight. Their regulation record is 11-25 and 8. They've gone over 10 many times. Um, at just, I don't have a great like way of phrasing it. Just do it. good things. Just please behave normally. You have Everybody an, involved. I, I know Dowd's hurt. I know that John Carlson's out. I get what's happening. Grown-ups versus children, Yep. as far as I'm concerned. Just, I want normal things to happen. It's Arizona's not good. The Caps are pretty good. Just behave normally. That's all I ask. All right, but with the Wizards and the Caps out of the way, let's mm-hmm. get to some Commander's news. And it actually isn't Commander's news as much as it is NFL news. Greg Roman is reportedly out as the offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. Home. Greg Roman, who was the OC in San Francisco that ripped off the Kyle Shanahan offense and the year of Robert Griffin 2012 became the year of Colin Kaepernick when they went read option. He ran for almost 200 yards, I think, in in a playoff game against Green Bay, and they got all the way to the Super Bowl. Roman brought that offense to Baltimore. He said stops in between, but he was the architect of this elite running game centered around the running abilities of Lamar Jackson. He is hated by Ravens fans. I mean, despised. They can't stand him. That happens with offensive coordinators after a few years if you're not consistently winning, Mm -hmm. clearly. I'm going to read the statement from the Ravens and from head coach John Harbaugh that they put out an hour ago. Greg has led the development and success of a record-setting offense in Baltimore for several seasons. He is a tremendous football coach as well as family man in person. Greg devised and led our offense to no fewer than 26 historical NFL and franchise achievements. He established an identity for our offense. We are grateful for Greg's great work and abilities, and we wish him and his wonderful family the utmost happiness going forward. Now, they aren't firing him. They're calling it a parting of ways. And they actually, in the press release from Roman's agency, it says he's going to pursue other opportunities. The Ravens are saying he has decided to move on. I think he was going to be fired, and this is what they came up with. But it doesn't matter. Here's my take, Danny. And I don't think it's going to be particularly popular. Buckle up. The Washington Commanders should immediately interview him. He should be the favorite for this OC job. Grant. And he should get this OC job if he is willing to take it. I'll bet he can do better. I'll bet he won't even take the interview and or wouldn't accept the gig. But while everyone's going to be bashing and making fun of Greg Roman, and this would not be my hire if I had the pick of the litter, this is the best option for what they are trying to do. What do they want to be? They want to run the football, right? Mm -hmm. They want to be a power-running team. Greg Roman has made a living. He has made his bacon. Crispy, delicious, salty, wonderful bacon. Designing great running schemes for a decade in this league. Normally centered around running quarterbacks. What am I on record as saying about Sam Howe? They have to incorporate his legs, a guy that ran for 100 yards seven times in his final year at North Carolina, to maximize whatever he might become. If you're just going to have Sam Howell stand in the pocket and throw the football, his ceiling goes down two levels in the elevator shaft. If you're just going to have him stand there and make throws, you're basically asking whatever he is capable of becoming to be watered down. I want an offense. I'll allow what you saw this weekend with Daniel Jones in Minnesota where you utilize his athleticism and his mobility and his legs. And if they're going to do this 
charade where they run the ball all the time like they want to do rather than using, I don't know, McLaurin and Dotson and Samuel and throwing the ball like you're supposed to in this league. This is the guy they should hire. And I know everyone will poke fun at that and laugh and say, Greg Roman's an idiot. Ask a Ravens fan. You want to run the football? You, you want to get Sam Howell as a dual threat going on the running game? This is the guy that could unlock that. I really believe that. So here's how this sounds to me. You're sort of meeting Ron and the Martys in the middle. Right? You're, you're basically saying, okay, it's not what I would do, but if you guys are determined to do this, here's the best you can do. Is that a fair assessment? Yes. I think where people are going to object is let's not meet them anywhere. Let's tell them to shut up and stop this. But that's and, not reality. Well, I, I understand that. But I, the, the, yes, it's not reality. The reality is they're going to do the wrong thing. And everyone can, we can object throughout, right? So I think people are going to object, not because, listen, they're going to tell you that Greg Grom is an idiot. He's not. His, he's got a certain DNA. There's a weakness to that. If you've if you got to pass, it's third and seven. The whole world knows it. He's not the guy for you, right? And I think that's where games are won and lost more often than not in competitive games in the NFL. But his rushing offenses, the the numbers are indisputable. You look at the look at the the rushing yard totals as in his time as an offensive coordinator, the worst year he's ever had. He was the eighth uh, ranked yards per uh, or rushing yards accumulated over the course of a season. It's a lot of single digits, a lot of number ones, a lot of twos, and a three in there. A lot of great track record there. His rush acumen is beyond a shadow of a doubt. So nobody's going to, you know, people that are going to impugn that, whatever. That's just because they don't like the guy and he's a dumb offensive coordinator because he just got fired. But the point that I would make is I don't want to meet Ron and the Martys halfway. I, I, I want to drag them kicking and screaming into the new millennium. I don't want to do a thing, well, well, it's the best that this group can do, right? Like we were doing during the regular season. This is the planning phase. During the regular season this past year, they realized we're not good enough to do the thing we plan to do, which is to throw the ball to Dotson and McLaurin and Samuel, spread teams out, throw it all day, have a have a, have a, a good tight end that could be our, a good fourth option in the passing game, and score some points against people. We can't. We're not good enough. So we're going to do this ground and pound, low ceiling, you know, win 16-14, maybe win eight or nine games and go to the postseason. Doing what you're saying with Greg Roman is the best version of that. Now that we're in off-season planning mode, I don't want to do the compromise. I want to say, let's be like the real good teams. Let's do let's let's get let's try to emulate the squads that are nasty and legit and have a shot at this thing. Be the best you can possibly be. Field medicine on the fly in November when you stink on offense and you're going, well, the best thing to do is let our defense play as much as possible and run the ball 3.3 yards per carry. By all means, that's field medicine. We're just doing the best we can to win each week. Now that we're in the planning phase, I can't plan on that. Does that does that, does that distinction make sense? It does. It's Again, I'll just come back to I don't think it's reality. You're having a conversation that I would love to have and mm -hmm. that I think is reasonable. Here's the problem is you're not arguing with, like, another person who is on the outside. You're telling what Ron, Ron Rivera what he should do. <laughs> yeah. He's made up his mind, man. Uh, he was on the 85 Bears. Yes, he you was. Know, you, you ever watch the Panthers play? You ever seen the D'Angelo Williams and, and, and Jonathan Stewart show? You watched what this team's done the last couple of years during their winning streaks. You are screaming at the ocean. Stop, waves! <laughs> Stop crashing on the shore! Not enough. It's happening. So, what I'm saying is, Pat Shermer or Greg Roman? What I'm saying is, Ken Zampezi or Greg Roman? 
I also think it is overstated to say that he is not capable of designing a passing offense. Uh, They were top 10 in yards per play throwing the football in Baltimore early on during Lamar Jackson's time. If you look at Greg Roman's run here as an OC, he did not have, because it's it's been super athletic, brilliant quarterbacks with their feet, you know, guys like Kaepernick and Lamar Jackson. Are those, do you think traditional pocket passing as a strength for either of those two guys? I mean, I think what he's done, frankly, is design offenses around his personnel really, really well. Uh, when he was the Bills offensive coordinator back in 2015, in 2016, I'll bet you they weren't you know, running the ball to, to the same extent as you know what you would say Baltimore has been doing. In fact, when you look it up, the, the Buffalo Bills were the number one rushing team in terms of yards per play in 2015 with Greg Roman, but they were a top 10 passing team as well. Who was even the quarterback on that team? That's your Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, uh, that's ninth in yards per play, throwing the football that year. The next year in 2016 is last year there. Again, they were number one running the football. And they were, at that time, they were outside of the top half of the league. But they were 15th overall, including passing in yards per play. I mean, the track record just speaks for itself. I believe that they are going to be run first. What they want to do is to just try to bully people downhill. This guy does a really good job at coordinating offenses like that. Now, the conversation you're talking about, mm-hmm. which we should probably be able to have, is, is this the way they should be going? I just think that that was two stops ago on the Metro, bro. So, But they 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 were going to do that. The right NFL thing, the modern-day thing. Like, that's what their offseason was. I mean, granted, listen, Wentz didn't work out. It was a bad idea. But the concept of Carson Wentz, a big, strong-arm dude, Jahan Dotson in the first round. How sure are you? Or were they just making moves that didn't go with their vision. See what I'm saying? In other words, you're basing the fact that they went and got Wentz as evidence for they didn't want to run the ball. And I'm saying since Ron Rivera came out the womb, he's wanted to run the ball. Wentz, by the way, this pass, they want to be pass happy. They went and got the guy with the big arm. The Colts, who he played for the year before, were the best rushing team in the league. Mm-hmm. The running back there won the t- the rushing title. Oh, yeah. He was a caretaker who was a 4-to-1 touchdown-interception ratio guy, and Ron routinely said they wanted to kind of replicate that and hope he finished the season stronger. They went and got him, not because they were going to open this thing up wide. Now, I do think there was a difference in agreement between Turner, the OC, and how he wanted to do things in call plays because, you know, he gets 2023 offense, and maybe the other guys in the building, Mm -hmm. like Ron. Scott Turner's no longer here. I think that's fairly telling as well. So I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I heard an awful lot about how the playbook was now opened up in the offseason. That came from somewhere, and there's one guy that's constantly talking to the media and is reaching out and is giving quotes and is on talk shows when things are going well, and that's Ron Rivera. So I feel like that came from somewhere. There was an excitement. There was this promo cutting for for, for Carson Wentz. And again, they, their first-round pick was a wide receiver. Like the, the idea that Ron just was sort of blindsided by that. This wasn't a Dan Snyder yacht pick. This wasn't. Uh, that's not what I'm. I don't know who who's saying that. I'm not saying. Well, that. Well, you know what I mean. Like he, I, he's intimately involved. A wide receiver and getting an extra weapon does not mean his plan is not to run the ball. What's well, it? I mean, you're, you're speaking hyperbolically. Of course, it's of course his plan isn't to never to never run it. But you saw who they wanted to be the first couple of games where they were. Let's sling it. Let's get down the field. Let's do some stuff. I think they realized. Oh my God, we can't. We're terrible at this. 
we got to go back to my thing. I think Ron eventually walked into Scott's office and said, we tried it your way. That's the end of that. Hand it off. You just made my point for me. You saw in the first couple of weeks what Scott Turner wanted to be, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't think you saw what Ron Rivera wanted to be. I think that led to the principal's office and Ron Rivera saying, "Uh -uh, not anymore. This is the way. You run the ball more or someone else is going to be in here calling those plays into that headset. That's what I think. Yeah, and then he ran it more, and then someone else is calling on those plays, I guess. I don't know, man. I guess what I'm saying is I, I don't I don't want to cater to that. And your point is right. I mean, if we're being realistic, that's that's I, I the deal. Be, like, cool, I guess. Right. You know, that and a couple bucks can get you a box of donuts. For the record, you're not wrong. Danny Ruiz right. They're probably the ones that are wrong. I, I'm trying to think of a comp, and the best I can come up with is we're all going to dinner at Olive Garden or whatever. And we've parked and we're walking in and you're like, wait, we should have gone to Five Guys. We just should. And now we're sitting at the table and you're going, we've ordered. We, we should be at Five Guys. Soup and, and breadsticks are on the way. Breadsticks <laughs> are in my mouth. Yeah. That the waitress has put my, my diet soda on the table and my dad just ordered some type of pasta. And you're like, Five Guys has burgers, guys. Yes, Danny, you're right. But Five Ron, Guys has but burgers. But Ron tr- tried it at least. He, tr- he tried a burger once. For a co- I know it didn't it didn't go great for those couple of games, but he tried. Like I don't know, I just I, I, I everything you're saying is right. We're going around in circles about it. It's Week just, two it's, against the Lions, they were down 22 at the half. I dismissed that game entirely. Week three against the Eagles, they were down 24 nothing at the half. Like you're suggesting because they threw it a lot in September, that's what they wanted to be. They were down a combined 46 to nothing at the half in two of the first three games they played. Yeah. So. They're, that's why they threw it a lot in those games. Well, I think they. But again, I, I, I don't. I, I would push back on that. You had a whole off season. You're, you're, you're game planning and you're deciding who you are at the outset, and then they, then they completely were going to do a 180. You, you know, like they always wanted to run, and then, the, then just sort of, nah, we'll do some throw-in early on. They, like they advertised to. They, they wanted to throw the. They wanted to have a real offense. They wanted to. You don't just. If you wanted to just hand the ball off, you wouldn't have gone and got Carson Wentz to do that. Again, Carson Wentz just handed the ball off the year before that. They didn't. If you brought in Aaron Rodgers or something, I'd agree with you. They went and got the most available guy that nobody wanted, who came from an offense where they handed the ball to Jonathan Taylor more than any team did, and he won the rushing title. I don't think Carson Wentz meant their vision was suddenly, oh my God, we're going to be we're going to be the ninety nine Rams. Well, closer to that than run it two to one. I mean, but, but they're, they're, they're a brand new toy. Two to one's not a real thing. I mean, Mayhew said he enjoyed the, the final game. Every coordinator, every GM in the league would love to run it two to one if you're winning. Nobody wants to run it two to one. I, I don't for one second think that's actually what they would like to do. But I I just see his entire career. This is what it's always been, everywhere he's been. They play defense. They run the ball. You're going to feel us two weeks after you play us. It's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I understand they went and got a quarterback because they wanted someone who can make some plays down the field. I don't think they wanted to change their image necessarily. And my speculation all year long, whenever we talked about this, was Scott Turner sees the game more like you and I. Ron Rivera sees the game more like Ron Rivera. Sees like Ron does. And one of those guys is no longer in the building. (laughs) They're interviewing Pat Shermer, bro. Yeah. They're interviewing... Charlie London. 
of the guys that, that I've heard, that, that's the one that interests me the most probably, just because I've never seen him call plays badly because he's never called plays. Greg Roman, man. You want to run the football? Call Greg Roman. What do you think? Greg Roman. Where you at on my Hal idea? You gotta, you, Hal's got to be Daniel Jonesy. We, we got to go long term. Bigger picture on this. My question to you is to what end? To be to be eight wins again? To be in this seven seed pool again? I my I'll I'll do whatever I have to do to be great. I don't think that's a path to greatness. That's a path to well, let's figure out a way to compete this week. You know what I mean? I want I want to I want to put the things on his plate to see if he can be the we win because of him type quarterback. I want to learn about that. I don't want to learn a gimmick to get by. But- Sam Howell at his apex, in my opinion, is a guy with a big arm down the field who makes plays with his feet out of the pocket. Sam Howell, you know, is a is a um, Daniel Jones esque kind of starter kit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to answer what you just said about long term versus short term. I, I don't know anything about that. I just know that if you're going with Sam Howell, the job now then is to make him the best quarterback possible and bringing someone in like London, who you just referenced from Atlanta, uh-huh. who is just a quarterbacks coach there. But Mariota, Ritter, those guys were running read option. To me, that is the best way to accentuate. And that's something that Roman has done throughout his career. Yes, it accentuates what Howell is right now. You're better off having him run read option six or seven times than dropping back, than under pressure, making a play with his feet outside the pocket. My point is, the great teams right now aren't doing the, we major in read option, we major in kind of gimmicking it up and and making the defense play 11 on 11 and that kind of stuff. I want an elite quarterback. Bills are doing a lot of that. Sure. With Josh Allen throwing down the field a ton. Sure. In addition, because he's also a a behemoth that can bowl over people. That's part of it. But I don't think it's fair to say, like, good teams don't do that. Good teams do what their players do as often as possible and make their players as good as possible. Well, let me try to rephrase it then. I need Sam Howell's other stuff turned up. The running is fine right now. That's good. Let's play make a little bit when you're under pressure. If we, if we, instead of a read where he's got to read the whole field and go to his third or fourth receiver, he's not great at that right now. Well, you know what we could do is get five yards on so, this design run. I'd rather take the lumps. So did for Gable him. do the wrong thing this year? Should he have kept Jones in the pocket and just made him develop more as a passer? No, I give him credit because he was averaging 196 yards a game and they were seven and one. No, they're gimmicking it up to make Daniel Jones passable. Right, that there's a reason they didn't extend him. They're trying to figure out a way to field medicine and, to. and 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 win as many games as possible to be okay. Long term, big picture. But but what I'm saying is this year just happened, right? Yes. The Giants are now into the they are a game away from the NFC Championship game. Yes, they are. And Daniel Jones has ascended to a level where they're about to pay him a bunch of money. They didn't. That that wasn't a good plan. They should have just had him be a pocket passer. In for their if their off season plan was, well, we could eke out a couple more W's this way on a team that probably needs to purge a bunch of contracts and rebuild, I would say that's probably not a great plan. But once you once you got there and realized, hey, this is the best thing we can do right now to win some games, that's why I give the coach credit. But a front office guy, a general manager, a boss that's got to think this year, next year, beyond, big picture, long term, that's probably not the best way to do it, is to, is to, is to play with a gimmick with a guy like this. I want to develop Daniel Jones to be the best possible. I want to develop Sam Howe to be the best possible. Right now, his best option is running. Eventually, I want that to be part of the toolkit, like Pat Mahomes has, like Josh Allen has. You're acting like I'm saying they should be like he should like a high school offense where he runs every single play, and that's not what I'm saying. But Sam Howell at his best in five years is going to be running the football still, in my opinion. Mm. He ran seven times for a hundred yards in the ACC last year, like all over the league. Running quarterbacks are a thing now. 
it's you almost need to be able to get out of the pocket and make plays with your feet these days in the NFL. What do you guys think of Greg Roman as an option? 800-636-1067. I don't even know that he would take the call. I, I, he would probably be able to do better, I would imagine. But is that someone you'd be interested in? He was maligned in Baltimore. Ravens fans can't stand him. Uh, he has some baggage, you know, in that he, he hasn't gotten more out of Jackson over the years that he's been there. But if they want to run the ball, no one's got a better resume that's, running the football than that's him. That's the guy. 800-636-1067 is the number on Grant and Danny. He's Danny. I'm Grant. This is the fan. Greg Roman is the latest offensive coordinator to hit the open market. Washington is seeking an OC. Is Roman a name that would appeal to you? That is the question we want to hear from you guys at 800-636-1067. Roman's background dates all the way back to the Panthers as an assistant in 95, but most notably as an OC, he designed the offense around Kaepernick. They got to the Super Bowl in San Francisco Went to Buffalo. They had a couple of great years running the football. Then he went to Baltimore and has been with Lamar Jackson over the last several years, presiding over the best rushing offense in the league over the last few years. And I understand there will be pushback over the idea of, of going the rushing route, but I believe that that's what Rivera and Martin Mayhew and Marty Herney are trying to do. And Roman, to me, is the best of those options. Mike Renner of PFF just tweeted this, Danny, mm-hmm. at PFF underscore Mike. We've had him on the show. He breaks down draft prospects. Sharp dude, yeah. Wasn't he the guy, by the way, who was on The Bachelor, who I asked about that when he was on? Is that him? You couldn't wait for that part of the conversation to end? Yeah, I'm looking at his picture. He's like ridiculously handsome. I'm pretty sure he was on The Bachelor. That's probably him. So you were like, I got to do this. And I'm like, I don't have to do this. Good luck, Grant. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and you guys talked for a while. You just wanted to ask about more draft prospects? Uh Uh-huh. So he said two things can be true. Every single quarterback Greg Roman has coached has seen their performance improve with him as offensive coordinator. Two, it was time for a change in Baltimore. I don't have any issue with the Ravens moving on. It has stagnated. Yeah. They've got their own problems. But I go back to, in addition to the results being better than almost anybody coordinating run games over the last several years, I do think he's been very quarterback friendly. I would love the idea, based on the fact that they have chosen to drive this type of car, this is the model I want. Go get me Greg Roman if he's willing to come here. For me, the the, the part that would scare me off is... A, it would just mean this commitment to a thing that I think has a lower ceiling, a.k.a. run the dang ball, run woo, Oklahoma drill, push everybody all the time. But the second part is I don't love his record. Now, granted, he's not working with superstars to begin with, but I don't love his record in terms of developing those quarterbacks. I know what Mike Renner says, and I know what other folks will tell you, but you know, Lamar Jackson hasn't continued the ascent that I thought he would as a passer. When he won the MVP in his second full year in the league with 36 touchdowns and it was incredibly efficient. Now, granted, I think he had the healthiest receiving core that he's had uh, during that time. And, you know, they've swung and missed on a million guys up there in Baltimore. I'll have to go through the, the history of receiver there. They haven't had much of the passing game, but it still hasn't felt like he's taken that leap. Like a like um, um, Jalen Hurts took this year, going from year two to year three, right? You didn't see that with Kaepernick in, in San Francisco. You didn't see that certainly with the cast of whatever's in, in Buffalo. So I don't really hold that against him that Tyrod Taylor didn't emerge into a superstar or anything. But to me, if we're going with, if you go with Greg Roman, who's got a resume, that's absolutely, it is what it is. I mean, it's impressive. Then it basically says, I'm not as concerned about Sam, ha- Sam Howell reaching his maximum. 
I'm concerned about using what he does well right now this minute to try to eke out some wins and maybe be the, the seventh-place team in, in the NFC. That's not really for me. I understand that they need it for some success. That's That would be the best they could do, by the way. That's a big name who's a comp, more accomplished than the other guys that they're in, interviewing at this point, and it would fit their philosophy. It's just not for me. I think the other area where I like the idea of Roman is I want someone in here, and the reason that London was my favorite option and still is of the guys they're actually planning on interviewing, because Roman's not on that list yet, is I want someone who's going to be aggressive and creative with allowing some designed runs for Sam Howe. I think that's important in whoever is coming in here because I think it should be part of their offense. After we saw him run for 828 yards at UNC in his final year, and you saw what he did in the first game against Dallas. Absolutely. He had a lane. He was decisive. He pulled the ball down, went and got yards, and slid and protected himself. Let's go to Bill and Lorton on Grant and Danny. What's up, Bill? How are you? Ron, how you doing, GP? Doing well, Amanda man. Danny, hey, buddy. Happy New Year. You too. I like the idea of Greg Roman because, Danny, you, you, you and, and Grant, y'all said his resume, what he has done, and Sam Howell can run a little read option here and there, and when the field opens up like the Red Sea, run through it, and we got some weapons, Grant, and the right coordinator – Man, he sure would be happy with what we got. Appreciate you. Thanks, dude. We've talked a lot about what this opening is. How does it look from the outside? I think if the the ownership sale wasn't pending or Mm -hmm. whatever's going, however you term that. Right. But this was not a, a saga with Dan Snyder. And if this staff was in year one, let's say, I think this would be a great job. Yes. I, I, I mean, legitimately, I believe that. I do. That. I mean it. Uh, the, the quarterback position is is not ideal, and that is maybe the one drawback in my hypothetical. But to come to a place with Robinson, Gibson, and possibly still McKissick at running back, where you're going to have some money and the ability with assets to sink energy into fixing the offensive line, and the receiver position, McLaurin, Samuel, Dotson, pretty set. Yeah. That's a top five trio, maybe a top three trio in the NFL over the next couple of years, I would imagine. It's not a bad collection of players to work with. The problem is, do I really trust that this staff is going to be around for more than a year? Yeah, it's everything else that's hanging over. Am I moving my family? Am I doing all the things I would have to do in my own life to set up shop in D.C. for possibly one year? To that, I would say, I wonder. I mean, could could Greg Roman keep his family where they are if he's a Baltimore Ravens coach and not even have to move? I mean, that, that's something that yeah, might live be out of Homewood Suites in, in Ashburn, you know, and <laughs> visit during the week or see something. See them twice a week. Yeah, I mean, I would say if you're a young wonderkind that, that that hasn't had the opportunity yet, this would be the perfect proving ground. You have a young, unproven quarterback, but if you like the skill set and think I can make it work because I've got all those tools that you mentioned in terms of weaponry and personnel, you could go from unknown to hot coaching candidate overnight. Overnight, if you got some success. Alex is in D.C. on Grant and Danny. What's up, Alex? Hey, man, how come we're not talking about Byron Leftwich? And not just because he's local. I mean, it's a nice little bonus, but, you know, he's won a ring. His offenses came in top five three years in a row. Well, Here's the big problem, Alex, and we talked about him yesterday. Byron Leftwich was on a staff where Bruce Arians had a lot of influence and power. Bruce Arian stepped aside and left which got more responsibility and the, the bottom fell out. You know, the floor collapsed underneath of his footing. I don't know that he was bad. I, I don't know that anyone should be burying Byron Leftwich, 
but I now need to see him, non-Aryans, do something better than what just happened. Yeah, this year did, did not do a lot for him. Whether it's fair or not, it happened. Their passing game was terrible, and it was way better than their running game. Arians was there when their offense was really good, an offensive-minded head coach who called plays and did a lot of things and you know throughout his career over the years. Mm-hmm. And then he left, and the offense got really bad really fast. So I just think the timing on Leftwich is tough right now. If they would have hired him last offseason, I probably would have loved it because that's, a, as you said, a really good offense for a few years running. But now all of a sudden Arians isn't around and they completely cave in offensively, that worries me some. So I wonder if he's going to get another gig this year, and he should. But for me, I probably wouldn't roll the dice on assuming uh, that he didn't benefit greatly from Arians. I want to see him do it on his own, so to speak. Run his own shop for a year, have some success. And that's crazy, because a year or two ago, I thought that guy was about to be a head coach. But one year makes a big difference when it was that bad. It really does. 800-636-1067 is the number you want to discuss the OC opening. We're Grant and Danny on the fan. Far and wide and close, you know, and and uh, we'll get the best fit for what we're trying to accomplish, and it's going to be a highly qualified candidate. That's John Harbaugh. Ravens just had a press conference. They now have to go look for an OC, and the first question they'll be asked from their perspective interviewees is going to be, what's going on with Lamar Jackson? Do I get to coordinate an offense with Lamar at the controls, or is he on the move? Although I did see, and I think you – pointed out that Eric DaCosta, their GM, said that he looks forward to starting negotiations with Lamar again, correct? He did say that. Uh, reported by Tom Pelissero over his Twitter account moments ago. I don't know what else he would have said. Yeah, we ain't talking. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do have a hunch that he is not going to be a Raven next year. Completely speculative. I fully admit that. But sometimes you just get a feel, and I have a feel like they and Lamar just don't see eye to eye anymore. And I don't know how we got here, but it seems like it got sideways. The Sammy Watkins and J.K. Dobbins comments are hard for me to come back to from, unsee. I would say. Yeah. Speaking of the Ravens, we're talking about their former coordinator, Greg Roman, and whether or not he could be an option for Washington. Uh, I'm on record. I think that with what this group is trying to do, which is not what I would do, this is the best possible outcome for them. If you want to be running the football and be a run-dominant team. There's no one that designs run games better than Greg Roman available for you. Pat Shermer ain't doing that, nope. and no one else is. I also want Sam Howell to be utilized as a ball carrier, and I think that Roman can design that. Don't hear me saying that they're going to be the Ravens, and all of a sudden you just forget about McLaurin and you forget about Dotson. I think it's going to look a lot more balanced. I think you involve those two guys a lot. What has happened in Baltimore the last few years is kind of what that personnel was built to do. And a good coordinator, if Roman is one, would be able to say, okay, I got McLaurin. How do I make him the most involved player in this passing attack? I got Dotson. How do I get the most out of his skill set while majoring in the run? Because that's what Ron and Marty want you to do. I think that's probably where it would end. I also think it's semi-unrealistic. Don't you think he'll be able to get a better gig? Or do yeah. you think this is about what no, he's I, I think it's, for? I think someone will say what you're saying, and it'll be a job that's probably more than eight months. 
You know, it'll be like there's be some stability in the organization. I mean, to me, I'll say it succinctly. I want someone who goes, oh, look at those three receivers and can't wait. And like is coming in here, writing down plays and wakes up in the middle of the night, you know, writing plays, goodwill hunting style on the, on the bathroom mirror for those guys. And you don't think Roman will be doing that? I don't, unless they're all three in the backfield. I still think that that's not what he does best. He, he runs the ball best. Sure, He's the sure. best at it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I mean, you, you throw it sometimes too. Like the mm-hmm. Ravens had a pretty damn good passing offense when Lamar won the MVP award. He had almost 40 touchdowns. Let's go to Anthony and Calvert. What's up, Anthony? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Hey, man. Um, first of all, perfect segue with the Goodwill Hunting uh, writing the uh, uh, math problem on the janitor's closet. I'm sorry, the bathroom closet of the college. Because that's my question. It seems like we're almost working backwards. I got no problem with running the ball if that's what we're built for. I got no problem with passing the ball if that's what we're built for. But we seem to be in this odd limbo, which is a cloud of fog around this organization for the last three decades, or at least two and a half decades. Anyway, why are we trying to reinvent the wheel when the wheel keeps getting reinvented in the college game and eventually the NFL catches up to the college game which is where all this run action came from, from the quarterback. Back in you know RG3 and prior to that, even slightly about a few years, it was, oh, it's a college thing. It's a gimmick thing. And now everybody's doing it. Why are we not looking in that aspect? I don't have a problem with Roman, but and honestly, I think it would probably best fit our offensive line because they're much better run blockers than they are pass blockers. Well, the line's like going to be sharp, remade, yeah. too. I mean, you're going to have at least two, probably three new starters, I would say, on your O-line. But to his bigger point about, you know, it seems like we're, we're doing this ill-fitting thing. I mean, think about this with Albert Hainsworth, an example as small as that. He was a 4-3 defensive tackle. Now they're playing a 3-4. We have 4-3 we have personnel, but now we're going to have you know defensive ends stand up. It doesn't make as much sense. A little bit of square peg, round hole. That's been a, a, a redskin slash commander slash whatever you want to call it, Hallmark. Yeah, the name has changed. That philosophy has been the same. Has not necessarily. Grant and Danny on the fan. We are now only a couple of days away from the start of the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We're looking ahead to the weekend next on G&D. Remember, at 4 o'clock when we blitz today, you got a chance to win tickets to the auto show in D.C. at the D.C. Convention Center coming up this month. We're Grant and Danny. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.